0: Before we begin our podcast, we'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land we're recording on. For Cass, it's the Borogagul people. And for Haley, it's the Durawal people.
1: Okay, everyone, welcome to episode
2: three, four,
1: three of Drag Me Out Official. I'm Cass. And the voices in my head told me, my name's Hayley. (laughs) And as usual, you're going to listen to us talk crap. Before we continue, I would just like to say that uh, sovereignty has never been ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. So,
3: Hayley. Yes. How was your week? Well, I think you know how my week was. Mm -hmm. And not great. So I don't want to talk about that. What I want to talk about, I kind of wish Ego was here for this because I feel that mm-hmm. she would empathise with me. But anyway, so I mentioned it in the first episode. However, I think I may have edited it out. So I mentioned that I found, we filmed, we filmed that episode about two weeks ago, correct? Yeah. On the 13th. Like so we filmed yeah, that episode like that. about two weeks ago. Yep. Now I found on Paramount 40 seasons of Survivor US. Yes, you did, but I think you did edit it out. I think you're right. Yeah. So I started watching it and I have a problem. I'm unable to stop. I don't know what to do. I'm on season 12, but I don't know if I have to attend Survivors Anonymous. I don't know. I can't can't stop watching this crap. I've got a problem.
1: I should say you do because
3: Survivor's shit, but... The cultural inaccuracies and the misogynists is just so interesting to me. Just so fascinated by what they were allowed to get away with. (laughs) Yeah, but you might just give up
1: after like season 18 or something.
3: I don't know if my brain will allow that. Like I I generally, when I watch something, even if it's crap, I got to continue to watch it
2: because
3: otherwise it sits on my continue watching list. Mm-hmm. That irritates me.
1: It's like we went through all of those seasons. Of, see, here's the thing, though. Mm-hmm. It's exactly like what I'm about to describe. So I went through all of the seasons of Dexter mm-hmm. and then got to the last episode, watched the last episode, and it ruined the entire series for me. I'll never watch a Dexter again and not even the reboot. His sister's in love with him. I know that they're adopted and shit, but like his sister's in love with him and all of and she's gonna keep his secret. And, oh, he's and then like he kills her. Oh, sorry. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> he, he 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 kills her because, like, you know, she's in the hospital and she's dying. No. Nope, no, 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 I mean, I'll be honest, like, I I I will say this. That you know, I know that this is not based on reality or anything like that. But you know that shit's unbelievable. And then he just goes and you know is a mountain dude living in the middle of nowhere, hanging around timber and trees and stuff, living his best life. No, no. Anyway, sorry.
3: So survivor, you you've got an addiction. The addiction's real. The addiction is real. Like it's are about 50, there's about 15 episodes per season about 40 minutes to an hour depending on if it's the reunion the reunion always gets me I'm like yes must. but I don't actually have to pay attention to it and I think that's why I'm watching it like because I just have it on in the background sort of thing and you know you do your stuff and I'll even put it on when I go to sleep and you know if I want to watch the previous episodes that I miss I'll go back and watch them but you don't really have to pay close attention Yeah, but what I'm hearing is that you've
1: watched over 150 hours of that crap show. Yeah. You're never getting that back. I know. You're never getting those hours back. Ever.
3: Yeah. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Anyway, that's my week. I need to attend Survivors Addiction Anonymous. Do they have those? Something? Something?
1: Well, if they don't, you should start one, because I don't think you're alone on that. I think there are I think, I think there are others.
3: Yeah. yeah I think maybe
1: maybe you can do it through Zoom meetings.
3: Maybe. Choices. Then you'll just end up choices.
1: <laughs> maybe you'll you'll end up just like sitting there, and the host of the Zoom meeting will be like, "Well, let's watch another episode. Why not?" <laughs> <laughs> let's
3: dissect this episode as to why we want to watch it (laughs) exactly exactly that's your week was it yeah that's my week that's all I'm going to talk about this week because that's all I feel like
1: okay well this week was okay I only actually have worked and will work two days this week because so I had the Monday like I, I was actually I was in the office Monday and Wednesday I um did the office thing and then on Tuesday, I had to take a day off because I had to go and see my specialist. Uh, a specialist, not my, well, he's my specialist now, but at the time he was a specialist, a general surgeon who does colorectal. That's not why I went. Despite the stories of Tasmania, I did not go to him for the colorectal reason.
3: Anus thing is possible.
1: However, I did go for general surgery and he also um, does uh, the gastric section of you and the upper section towards the um, chest. And so he uh, told me that pack for bags, going to have a surgery, having another surgery. Yay for me. More drugs, more end one. Uh, of the face uh-huh i've actually been okay with it <laughs> she says as she adjusts the glasses mm-hmm. i've actually been okay with the touching of the face because i've not had to take a lot of pain meds lately and the air's actually been okay however so he was just like i know that you can't take anti-inflammatory stuff and blah 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 blah, blah so you'll probably get some endone and i went Fuck yeah <laughs> bring on the end one And so it's another keyhole. So my five little bariatric scars are going to have four little buddies. Uh, I said to him, I said, is there any, because he can't go into the other scars. Um, And I said, is there any chance that you can just make it look like a dotted circle on my stomach? (laughs) Anyway, I'll see what I can do. And I knew this doctor was going to be good because, I don't know, did we talk about it or did I just send you a text message? Well, I, I, no, I think I sent you a text message about this. You did, yeah. So I was sitting in the, um, in the waiting room waiting for him and uh, another guy got called in, Patrick. The guy's name was Patrick. I don't know why I remember it, but I do. <laughs> He's only in there for a good five minutes. So I'm like, sweet, I don't have to wait very long because the doctor actually said to him, just five minutes and then I'll send you on your way. So he walks out and as he's about to, as Patrick leaves, he walks out of his office to come and get me. And as he's walking down the corridor, he is singing shares, if I could turn back time to himself. Now, I asked this doctor if he was of the heterosexuals and his answer was in the affirmative. He is of the heterosexuals. And I said to him, said, oh, I only asked, and I don't want to stereotype, but I only asked because you were singing Cher down there. And he goes, how can you not sing Cher?
3: She's great. (laughs) Well, first of all, I'd like to say that, Doctor, welcome to the team. Must have been really hard coming out to your parents. (laughs) As Um, a hetero? Yeah, yeah, as a hetero.
1: (laughs) But um, he was so good and uh, he asked me what I did for a living and I told him. And then we got onto the subject of hobbies and stuff. And I told him about this podcast mm-hmm. and he was like, tell me the name of it. So he types it in his phone and he downloads it through iTunes so he can listen to it. And he actually took one of our business cards so he could use, and he kept it so he could use the QR code to follow us on Insta.
3: Ah, hi, doctor.
1: Oh, Dr. Pincott, Dr. Stuart Pincott. Pincott. So shout out to Dr. Pincott. He's great. He's so good.
3: And now we're going to take a short break from our sponsors.
0: Now, a quick word from our unsponsored sponsors.
2: Do you want to go to sleep with a different celebrity every night? Do you ever think of smothering someone, but your pillow is too basic? Then we have the perfect pillowcases for you. Hero Huggers by Rennie Hero Huggers by Rennie encourages testing on animals. According to the scientists at Drag Me Out University, they have proven results that people who purchase Hero Huggers by Rennie improved their sleep by 83.768%. Phones are ringing off the hook with orders, so get yours now. Or alternatively, go to Hero Huggers by Rennie on Etsy. Sleep soundly knowing your heroes are right next to you helpers by Rennie, where heroes fly now animals were harmed during the making of this commercial no one had dragged me out official as a science degree but they have watched things about Scientology no research has been done to spot these statistics except our own buyer's opinion pillow not included
3: mine's not very exciting this week but it's time it's it's time for that that moment that that bursts our pancreas Oh my
1: pancreas so I'm back on delivery drivers again oh god Okay, I don't good. think I left them.
3: No, I, I think that's been like from 2022 to 2023. Like I feel mm-hmm. that like it's, they've carried over.
1: Happy New Year. Right. So it's uh, the Uber ones and the DoorDash ones. I think Deliver is defunct now, but like anybody who delivers uh, food. Okay. okay. This has happened a couple of times and it hasn't happened, but we were talking about it in the office. And um, I started to get really worked up about it because it happened a few times and it does my head in, right? So you order your pizza or your macas or whatever it is, and you get the the driver who's either on the motorcycle or the push bike. Mm -hmm. So they've got the backpack on with the food, right? You get your pizzas delivered and you go, gee, this box doesn't feel very even. And you get it inside and you open it up and all the pizza has squashed down to one side.
3: I think I've been at yours, and this would have been a couple of years ago now, where we got delivered like McDonald's, but the Coke had tipped Yes, over. yes and I'm go- yeah. I,
1: I was going to go on that one as well,
3: mm.
1: right? Because they just chuck it in the backpack and don't give two shits. They don't check the contents. However, having said that, So the pizza one, you know what you're getting when you pick up a pizza. But you know, with the Maccas one, the people who work at Maccas should either be sticky taping down the lid, right? Or telling the driver, the courier person, uh, just giving you a bit of a heads up, there's drinks in here. Because what happens is, so with the pizza thing, you just it just it looks like a big mess and you have to like, you know, straighten out the pieces of the pizza and you have to kind of figure out in the mess of the topping that's in there, what, how much should go on each slice and all of that. And you go, okay, well, you know, it all goes down the same way. Mm-hmm. Right. However, with the Macca's one, if the drink spills in there because at the time, and I, uh, you still have to wait a few days for the refund, but at the time with the Uber one, A, you go you you go on their quote unquote helpline, and they go, oh, you need to send us a photo. And you're like, but the the liquid is dripping through the paper bag, like you know. And so you take the photo and you send it to them, and then you have to wait for someone from customer service to actually have a look at the correspondence in order to to determine whether or not you're going to actually be able to have the food to the refund, right? Yeah. So the thing is, you're going, well, I ordered my dinner and I now have to reorder it, not knowing whether or not old dickhead who's going to actually be having a look at the uh, correspondence is going to determine whether or not you get your refund.
3: Well, you know, and I get people take advantage of the system. That's why they have that in place. But I feel that their response time isn't adequate for no, a- It's not like, because everything's online now. Like even, um, I wanted to change my event cinemas tickets and Mm -hmm. I changed it, but you can only change it once. And then I wanted to change it again. And I had to physically go in the store because there is no contact number for anything. No. But if you want to contact events, you contact, you send an email, which I'd never received a response from, Hey, I need to change my next session from this to this, Mm -hmm. never received a response. Apparently Mm -hmm. they said it could take between five and eight days. That was about six months ago. So still waiting for that response. And Mm -hmm. the only reason that I got it changed, I think I actually got it refunded because I didn't attend, which obviously they can see whether you attend or not, um, was that my husband was at the movies and I was like, oh, hey, just get that refunded. It was a cheap ticket anyway, and I was just going by myself. But, and I ended up getting it refunded on the spot. Um, yeah. But yeah, like the customer service is shit now.
1: It is. But now, so what happens is if, um, because I have cravings every now and then and they're, they're small enough for me to satisfy. Um, I have cravings for the McDonald's land cookies. I
3: don't think I've ever had them. They're really good.
1: They're really, really good. Um, and the packet's only small.
0: Hmm.
1: And so every now and then the missus goes, Oh, I wouldn't mind a McFluffy or a Sunday or something like that. And I go, hey, we'll get Maccas delivered so I can get some cookies. Right. And then like maybe she goes, Oh, I might want a chicken burger meal or something. But we all I know now I can't, you can't order a drink from Maccas. Because there's no guarantee it's going to turn up to you in the container. Well,
3: this was where KFC, Fordo and all that have it right because they do bottles.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So when we did and do order, we order from places that we know have the cans or the bottles. Mm. So people who are hip to everything don't really order from Maccas unless they know that they don't need a drink.
3: Yeah, like... And also, by the time it gets to you, the ice has melted. It's kind of a bit watery drink. It's not great. I have so, it without ice anyway. Oh, well, you're uh, obviously a psychopath. Um, So, yeah, like I, I'm not a huge fan of it anyway, but there should be like if you're online delivery, it should just be a fridge of just drinks. A uh, 100% agree.
1: Or if they're going to put them into the cups with the lid on it, it needs to be one where the, the lid is covered. Like there's no holes in
3: it or anything like that. And, it'd be, and and then sticky tape down. It'd be cheaper just to do with bottles or or cans, to well, be honest. It would be, but,
1: well, it's actually not cheaper because they've got the, the syrup for the machine and that works out so much cheaper than actually buying the cans. Yeah,
3: but, like, they still have that for people who are in mm-hmm. the store. They just have, if you want to order online, you get bottles.
1: Yeah, and you know what? I wouldn't mind paying an extra dollar.
3: Yeah, like it's you know still I mean? cost you the, you know, whatever the inflation of $4.50 for a drink yeah. or whatever. Um yeah. but they they you can't sit there and say oh Maccas is cheap. It's not. It's not cheap. The my pancreas bit is A
1: Maccas just tell the courier person that's picking up the food that there's a fucking drink in there. B Put some fucking sticky tape on it so it doesn't fall out. C, DoorDash dude and Uber dude, you should be paying more attention to what it is that you're actually picking up, putting it in the package thing that you're throwing your back properly. Because I actually watched one one day when he got off the bike and he took the thing off and he went to take the pizzas out. The pizzas were in vertically, not horizontally. Like, why?
3: It's my food. What about you? Well, mine's food related as well, actually. Cool. So, uh, you work in an office. So, I I'm do. assuming that you have a communal kitchenette. Yes. Yes. I have many meal rooms um, mm-hmm. and they're all different and, you know, of everybody from different walks of life eating lots of different cuisines cuisines yeah. yeah however it's not a particular cuisine it's just like particular ingredients tuna oh yeah is not to be eaten in a meal room you eat no. it outside yes you take that outside you eat it outside yes. boiled eggs they don't smell for too long so they don't bother me as much but they still stink. You eat them outside. Mm-hmm. Broccoli. If you want to heat it up, stinks. You eat that outside. Mm-hmm. Common decency. I don't want to heat I don't want to see canned chicken. It doesn't really smell like anything, but it's gross. Don't eat it.
1: what's wrong with you. You know one of the worst ones is um soup. So when someone heats up a soup and they open it up and they go to their desk or whatever it is, a table and eat it. They open it up and it smells like hospital every single time. doesn't matter the soup. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Please continue. Uh,
3: Never noticed that because I don't think soup's not very, what's the word? Transport? Soup's not transportable? Is that a word? Yes. Yeah. Um, Soup's not very transportable and you have to sort of, you know, it's going to be shaken around a bit. So not many soups occur. But, yeah, a lot of, like, a lot of tuna. I get it. It's easy to eat. Like, you know, you just take your little can and spread it on your little crackers, but eat it the fuck outside. It's gross. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, especially if you're, like, super sensitive to smells, which I am, and then it just made it worse when I was pregnant. So, like, mm-hmm. I would not even be eating but smelling tuna and having to go throw up.
1: But and you, you can- would have the... um. Do you have the, the, some food smells sets your nausea off now since surgery?
3: Maybe it does, and I don't notice it, like that it's a particular food that's doing it. Mine's any type of egg cooking. No, see, I'm fine with egg. I
1: miss boiled eggs.
3: I hate boiled eggs anyway. Well, I don't hate them, but I, I, I dislike them immensely. Well,
1: I miss having the little snacky where you boil up about, you know, two or three eggs and get a little bit of salt and put them on there and eat them. I can't do that anymore because the smell of any kind of egg cooking
3: throws me up. No, I can do scrambled. I can do fried. Can't do boiled. Like I did make boiled eggs the other day. It wasn't for me. Um, and like, they just stunk my whole fridge out. And I'm like, this is why I don't make boiled eggs. Mm. It's gross. Anyway. Eat shit outside. Be like be thoughtful. Like mm. also shut your mouth. I don't need to see how you chew your food. <laughs> no, I agree. Close your mouth. You don't need to you don't need to leave unless you've got like some congestion in your nose and you can't breathe through your nose. But also you shouldn't be at work because you're sick. So is
2: bursted.
1: You know what Cake I don't is- like? when you're in places like where you're multiple meal rooms and my kitchen or sometimes I, most of the time I actually eat at my desk. Uh, when someone chooses to comment on the food you've brought in, I don't know if you get it, but we get it. Like, so I'm pretty safe. They're, they're, they kind of leave me alone because my food's pretty safe for them to comment on. Mm-hmm. But then you'll see someone go, Oh, you've got, sayos with jam actually sayos with jam sounds really good doesn't it anyway and
3: you're so like, they yeah. go
1: oh and you and go yeah and they sound. go oh that's not very healthy and you're like and I, I've i actually sat there a couple of times and turned around and gone well you don't have to eat it Let's just
3: shut up. so shut up the only thing that I would comment on like if I walk into a meal room and someone's just made toast I was like hmm there's like toast in here that's it like or am am I having a stroke (laughs) yeah or no burnt toast is having a stroke um but like I don't comment on someone's food unless I'm like oh that looks nice do you know what I mean like if it doesn't look nice and it's not my thing I'm not going to be like oh that looks disgusting I'm like no I'll be it's someone still eating it that's what their preference is normally my comments on my food is oh that looks good like Yeah. yeah Oh, eggplant's
1: another yucky one too. Does eggplant smell? Oh, I think it kind of does when you try and heat it in a microwave. Anything I don't eat, in a I microwave. Don't eat
3: eggplant. Well, I don't eat anything in a microwave anymore. No, I, I, I do that every now. And then.
1: Oh, every now and then I still give it a go and I still always feel crap after it, but I yeah, still I try.
3: We had one and then I got rid of it because we never used it. Well, that's a lie. We used it for popcorn. And, popcorn. and heat bags why can't you eat popcorn no, i can eat popcorn
1: i tried but it didn't really make me feel great and the thing is like the only really good popcorn aside from the cinema one right nice. is the one that in the in the ones that you heat up in the microwave right mm-hmm. and then what you do is you get maltesers and then when you open it up after it's come out of the microwave it's steaming hot and then you put maltesers in you close the bag and you shake it around best thing ever
3: Hence why we needed the surgery. Um, yeah no, I don't like cinema popcorn. I think it's gross. It's been sitting there forever. I like the either the real fresh stuff like I make it in a in a pan yeah. or um the you know the triple butter stick it in the microwave. um I can eat I can eat that I feel fine. however, when did you have the popcorn? like how far out a surgery? A couple of months maybe. I'd probably try again. I think you'd be fine with popcorn, to be honest.
1: Maybe. Maybe. So
3: that's mine. Oh, also, sorry, I sometimes I take the really tiny packets of popcorn to work to just have like as a little snack. I and, was thinking
1: about doing that.
3: And I pop it in the microwave. But no one, no one complains about the smell of popcorn. You can't because that's like heroin. Yeah. So I love doing it and then watching people walk into the room and being like, oh, it smells good in here. Oh, <laughs> has someone got popcorn? That smells great. It's the best smell ever. I was going to say we have a new segment.
1: We do. i got my own segment.
2: We interrupt this broadcast for Cass's Conspiracy Corner.
1: Let me tell you something. That's me. So I actually, okay, mm-hmm. I actually did detailed notes. Okay, maybe you'll say umless. Right? Go. I didn't just like read it and go, fuck it, I'll fake it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So I was inspired by what you sent me. Okay. The Titanic one.
3: That was great, to be honest. So yeah.
1: I deep dive. I did. I I had a bit of a look around. Okay. And by the time I was finished, I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah, this conspiracy corner. So this one, right, did the Titanic really sink or was it the sister ship, the Olympic? Okay, so picture it, Southampton, 1912, a boat, is due to set sail for New York. It's called the Titanic. It's going on its fateful maiden voyage, or is it? Ah, question mark. Uh-huh. So, many people believe that the Titanic was actually swapped with its sister ship, the Olympic, and was sunk as part of an insurance scam. Eh? You mean Jack died
3: for nothing? Well, well,
1: that's down a little bit further, okay? So I want to present the facts to you and I want you to think about them and you decide if the boat that is 12,500 feet at the bottom of the North Atlantic Ocean is, in fact, the romanticised Titanic, okay? So all the pronouns. Let's put on our shoes as we walk down memory lane all the way back to 1911 when the Olympic collided with the HMS Hawk just off the Isle of Wight. The collision caused issues for the ship owners, White Star Line, and as a result, it meant that the Olympic would need to be taken out of service for repairs, thus putting back the maiden voyage of the boat that changed history from the 20th of March to the 10th of April. White Star Line could not afford such a thing to happen as they had legal bills from the collision, right? And repair costs. So did they find a way to get the money back from the Olympic at being out of service? It was a simple plan. Let's just change chip so we can get some complex, right? The only people who would be in on it would be the people in charge. J Bruce Ismay, Lord Peary, Thomas Andrews and JP Morgan. Now remember the last name, it's very important. You see, when you looked at both the ships, they looked exactly the same side by side, except for the nameplate on the vessels, okay? The story goes, here we go. You change the Olympic to look exactly like its sister ship and here is apparently how they did it. So the Olympic uh, had tiled floors, So you cover the tile floors with the carpet as the Titanic had carpet and any crew who had been on both ships would see the difference. Plus any passengers would have been able to see the footprints or stain from previous passengers. If they didn't do it, the passengers would wonder why the floor of this brand new ship is gross. Right? So here's another thing. So they took out the cabins on the B deck of the actual Titanic and replace them with the Olympic's promenade to make it look more believable. Now here's the thing: there was a difference in the porthole, in the portholes on the C deck between the Titanic and the Olympic. There is a photo of the Titanic being built in Belfast, okay, which had 14 evenly spaced portals. When it left Southampton on its <laughs> quote, unquote, fateful voyage, it had 16 unevenly spaced portals, right? So people who worked in the shipyards in Belfast swore that the ships were swapped and were told by White Star that if they told anyone, it would be the last job that they ever had. So when the survivors got to New York, as in the crew, okay, they were actually met by two men, someone high in the company and another man who appeared to be from the government who read them the, quote, official Secrets Act, telling them that if they revealed the real reason for the sinking, they would have to serve a minimum of 20 years in the big house and would never get a job when they got out, okay? So here is something else for you to sink your teeth into, okay? So JP Morgan himself, Cancelled his trip at the last minute due to ill health and then he was spotted two days later in France in good health. Bruce Ismay's wife and kitties cancelled due to ill health and were spotted on a motoring holiday in Wales. Here's another thing. JP Morgan had seven valuable bronze statues removed one hour before the ship left. Okay. He's sick. But he still had time to, without the internet and phones and all of that other shit, still managed to get seven bronze statues taken out of the Titanic, right? So, and this is dodgy because J.P. Morgan publicly certified that he would definitely be on the ship for the maiden voyage. Was the reason behind this lie because he knew it was going to head south into the ocean? We'll never know. Another ship. The SS Californian was able to find coal when the country was in the middle of a coal strike. When it left London, there were no passengers on board. It's a passenger ship. There were no passengers on board, just a small cargo of blankets and warm clothes. Was this for the people in the water freezing? And by the way, Rose, selfish bitch, there was more than enough room on that piece of wood. Just saying.
3: Like, there's a lot of discussion about that. However, Mm -hmm. would it have stayed afloat? I don't know.
1: I don't know. But, like, give it a try. So, considering that there would have been hundreds of passengers wanting to cross to get to Boston, right, it's a bit dodgy. So, Captain Lord, the captain of the Californian, uh, was in such a rush to get to the North Atlantic that he left the wireless chart behind which he needed. Of course, the SS Californian was only one of six ships that would have been in a 140-mile radius of the Titanic. So then we get to a little bit later, okay? The Olympic the Olympic, was decommissioned and stripped in 1935. Part of the wood panelling and staircase were used at a hotel in the UK. The frame number on those had the number 401, which was the Titanic's ship build number, okay? Now, if it was really the Olympic, the ship build number was 400. So they actually, that would have been the number instead of the 401 on the wood and the paneling, right? And one more thing, any advertising for the Titanic and White Star, they always use the images of the Olympic and its interior, why? Considering it was the Titanic's maiden voyage and not the Olympics, if you're paying for the ticket, you want to see what you're getting, right? Mm -hmm. So draw your own conclusions for the little bit that I've given you, right? But my biggest question is, did Celine Dion sing about the wrong ship? Exactly. And if this is the case, was the actual Titanic still sailing until 1935? which makes it less romantic to think about that it was stripped and the parts recycled.
3: On the fact that they tried to murder a bunch of people.
1: I didn't know. Uh, I didn't really know about this conspiracy until you brought it to me. So then, like, I've been reading some of this and I'm like, ooh. And then, as I said, like, towards the end was the actual Titanic, right, sailing until 1935. The reason why the Titanic is so famous is because it was this maiden voyage, right? And then all of the dodgy stuff that happened, there weren't enough lifeboats and all of this other
3: stuff. And it was supposedly an unsinkable ship.
1: And, of course, it was named the Titanic and Titan and Indestructible and blah, blah, and all of this other stuff, right? So did they send the Olympic out knowing that it was going to sink? It was either going to hit the iceberg or it was going to sink because of the collision that it had in 1911. It may never have made it across the North Atlantic. They knew this. So the question is, are these people who could have possibly known about it now considered murderers?
3: 100% they are. Like what white man hasn't been involved in corruption before? Rich, rich white man hasn't been involved in corruption. Who's but all-
1: there was a, a seaman, <laughs> seaman mm. who sent a letter to a friend who was living in Australia. I've worked there. I worked at the shipyards in Belfast and I am telling you the ships, were the, they, they were switched. Yeah, It's as simple as that. So I don't know. I mean, it's one of those, you know, did someone walk on the moon or was it done in a studio in Hollywood or whatever it is? But, you know, if you've got stuff like this to back it up, it makes you think, and back in those days, insurance like dodgy insurance scams were pretty much new. So, you know, you could you could get away with something like that. And it isn't until later on in life or when people finally start talking that you go, Oh
3: Because we have technology. We have cameras. We have people watching all the time. We have people filming all the time.
1: So this one, because I went into a couple of the conspiracy pages, Mm -hmm. and there was one in particular that actually had, like, photos of uh, the Titanic on the ocean floor, the Titanic in the shipyard, quote, unquote, Titanic, in the shipyard, and then at Southampton Dock before it set sail. And they're two different ships. Mm -hmm. It's two different ships. It, it It blew my mind. But the, look, the idea that something like this could actually be true.
3: But like you said, oh, one, I think it's one hundred percent true. Like it it's it's just a classic story of the rich white guy getting exactly what he wants. Like yeah, but
1: it becomes if this ends up being the truth, let's just say let's just say for argument's sake it's the truth, right? If this ends up being true, the romance of the whole thing dies in the ass straight away. Yeah. It dies. Because people have been romanticising this for 111 years, 111 mm. years. Mm. It, it, died, it it dies if we find out that that boat that's at the bottom of the North Atlantic is actually the Olympic. Celine Dion did it
3: for nothing. End of that segment. Let's move on to True Lies, our movie review.
1: Yep. Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger.
3: Yep. And what's the other one? Jamie Lee Curtis. You know, it took me until they kidnapped Elijah Jushku to realize that that was Elijah Jushku. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I saw her at the start, but I wasn't really paying attention. And then mm-hmm. I saw and I was like, oh yeah, cast did say she was going to be in this
1: movie. I did. I did. A young Elijah Jushku. Well, I personally
3: love this movie. I don't love it. Like I'm not like.
1: No, I love it because I'm 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 a closeted uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger fan. I actually love him. I was talking I, to, my, to my wife the other day. I said, I actually think as he started to get older, hmm. I actually think he's quite handsome. But that's just me. Oh well, yeah, I wouldn't kick
3: him out of bed, right? Um right? Yeah, but this like you know he's a spy obviously and she's a housewife who feels her life is not complete and she oh no she's not a housewife oh, sorry, she's I... a, a she has a job legal assistant she has a job well they referred to her as the board housewife that's where i yeah. think i got that from and then you know she tries to i, I don't know how she met that random guy that's a car she... salesman that was pretending to be a spy she was just having lunch one day, he walked past her, saw
1: she was a bit of all right, and then that's when he because the scenes in the restaurant where we he met up.
3: Where they met. Yeah, okay. I must have missed it. He that. just
1: randomly walks up and then puts a briefcase down da- case down next to her and goes like this, goes, just protect this with your life. I've got to go. And then like, <laughs> like gets out of the restaurant and stuff and then finds a later, like to get the thing back. Yeah. He's a sleazer. I love his character. It's so good.
3: He was alright. <laughs>
1: I
2: love
3: it. Like I, 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 I liked it, it. and mm-hmm. uh, but I probably I, I wouldn't watch it again. Like it's not something that I would continue to watch.
1: I've watched it at least fifteen times. No at least not. fifteen. I love it.
2: Wouldn't Tom Arnold so funny?
1: is funny in it. I do when like they shoot not. when they were shooting at him, and he stood behind the pole that wasn't covering him at all. <laughs>
3: Or when like he's um, Arnold Schwarzenegger gets in the jet, the fighter jet, and he's trying to take off, but he's obviously a bit rusty and Tom Arnold's like, it's okay. This is like a classic, a classic Harry Tasker movie. Yeah. yeah, I
1: I, I love everybody in the movie. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis's uh, strip dance in the hotel is hot.
3: I agree. I agree to that.
1: And I'm sorry, but that woman is, like, early 40s when that movie was made, maybe late
3: 30s. But it's a little like I'm watching my mum and dad. Like, it's, nah. it's like, yeah, it's, it's yeah. not that my mom so I, look like that, but it's just, they're a little bit too old <laughs> for me.
1: Yeah, but that's for you, for yeah. m- m- me. image. I think she's only like 14 years older than me or something like it's, it's not that much. And I grew up with Jamie Lee Curtis and Arnold Schwarzenegger. So you know what I mean? But that, that that woman is like 40 with that body. Yeah. That's criminal. It's not right. I, I'm just going to give my review right now. I give it 287. Slices of toast. Okay, two hundred eighty-seven. Because I will watch it probably again this weekend. Because I live for it. I love it. Arnold well, Schwarzenegger can do no wrong
3: for me. I'm actually going to give it like a serious review. Okay. Um, I'm going to give it four toasts, and I'll tell you why. Yeah. It lost a toast because of the racial stereotyping. <laughs> Uh And also, oh, the ending where she's like now a spy, apparently the the spy agency doesn't need any credentials. She just has to go on one mission and flail about for her husband to save her.
1: But we don't know how long there was between that part
3: and the ending. We don't know
1: how long. I'm sure she she could have had some training.
3: Oh, yes. I'm sure she had some training.
1: But Simon, the used car salesman. When he, when they, they've taken him hostage and they, they've got him near the dam and he's like, "I got a tiny dick. It's
3: pathetic."
2: Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> so toasty. Let me get a little bit of that toast.
3: I love it. So, love it. what are we watching next week? Did you get any recommendations? Let's go with the kids' movie. Something different. Okay. Something light. All right, so we're gonna go with "Encanto," nice. yeah, uh, which my my son and I can do a duet too. We we enjoy Wonderful. singing that lots, and Wonderful. you will have those songs stuck in your head because they're super right. catchy. And I watch it, and every time it gets to the end part, I cry. Mm. I can't help it, I cry. It's very sad. Mm. It was like a really sad element in movies, in kids' movies.
1: So, season fifteen, episode for the Snatchy
3: Snatch Game. Snatchy Snatch Game. They gave them a lot of airtime, like mm-hmm. Sugar and Spice, and I was like, "Ugh, yeah. here yeah. they go." Yeah. Here it happens. Mm-hmm. I, I think Lucy Leduca is talented, mm-hmm. but I think her personality irritates me. I like I I love Lucy Luduka. I actually checked out
1: her Insta the other day. Good looking boy.
3: Yeah, no, I I agree.
1: Good looking. Boy. And look,
3: Lucy Luduka's Joan Rivers, great like it was. It
1: was it deserved to win. A lot of people yeah. say that Marsha Marsha Marsha's Tim Gunn deserved to win. I do not agree.
3: Um I think Lucy Luduka deserved to win more just because she had to deal with sugar and spice. Mm-hmm. However, in saying that, mm-hmm. they they this obviously was produced this way. We knew that yeah. they were gonna have to lip sync against each other. They just yeah. had to get them when they were both being, you know, in the bottom relatively. Because I think Ayora Mayari mm-hmm. my mother, she's my bitch. I'm like you. Yeah. You were just yourself. You weren't even a character. Yeah, and that's where I was like, well, at least Spice was a character. Is yeah, Ma- Aura Maiori. I I don't know. Aura Maiori. May- was that Larry. Saucy Santana? I think. I don't know. Whoever was sitting next to them. There were so many of them. I know. There was lots. There and was watched, fourteen I, of them. And I've watched it twice. Like <laughs> um,
1: I've watched it twice too. And I. Just go, uh... Sorry, sorry, reverse. I did have
3: it wrong. It was the Bretman character that she played, who I don't know. I
1: don't even know who half of those fucking social media people that they
3: Okay, so I, didn't, I don't
1: know who they are. I
3: didn't know who they were either. However, in past Snatch Games, people have done other people that I didn't know, and I found them funny. That's when you know that they've done a good job, because I don't even Correct. know that person, but I enjoy yeah they are like um yes sorry it was aora you
1: You know i always have the problem with the names man why is it you this time
3: aura mayori it's very hard to say played the Bretman Bretman rock
1: Mm
3: -hmm. something like that i don't know whatever wasn't funny wasn't in any type of character at least spice was in character like you could tell that she was miley yeah, so I thought it should have been sugar in the bottom with Aura Maori, but they used that the twin thing. They used the twin thing, like it was. Yep. It was gonna be them two lip syncing, as yep. as long as they both did bad enough that they were in the bottom, and they they were interruptive and they were, yeah, yeah, they were hard. Jax, I actually really liked. Her Mona Lisa because it was mm. something that we haven't seen before. Yeah. However, her runway was shit. Shit. Yeah. Um, still uh, giving me boy body.
1: Selena is doing the Virgin Mary
3: was funny until she started to give birth. Well, yeah, but, but I actually thought the whole performance seemed forced. There was no, there was nothing naturally coming out of her. I if she played someone from Jersey Shore, I think she'd actually really do really well.
1: Probably Just
3: that. But um, and then I didn't really like Amethyst Tan Mum. Like I feel it was a little bit of a cop out.
1: Yeah, but she said a couple of a couple of funny things. But then she was getting annoyed by Sugar and Spice too because she was sitting in between them.
3: Yeah, but like she was funny, but like because she wasn't actually impersonating anyone it was a character is it is is 10 mom the character i don't know i don't know i because they didn't do the walkthrough there and that's what this is what i said to you that's
1: what was missing from the episode that's because every time i was watching i'm going i'm not satisfied by this
3: why am i not satisfied by it and then i click two days later where i'm like hang a minute didn't do the walkthrough no as soon as it went from this is a challenge to the challenge i'm like where's my walkthrough Which she would have had a walkthrough, and she would have done the walkthrough because when Mm -hmm. I was listening to Race Chaser, they said even if they didn't, even if they didn't put the walkthrough on TV, she would. They still would have filmed it,
1: absolutely. Um, And this is the problem with MTV taking over because these episodes should be an hour, and they're like forty minutes. There's too many people. Like there's too many people, and they've cut some of the time, so they're actually cutting some of the quality.
3: I would rather longer episodes.
1: If it's not broken, don't fix it. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't broken. Like don't fuck around with it.
3: Um, I thought Mistress Isabel Brooks was hilarious. Uh, with her Rosie O'Donnell and then all of a sudden she's Abby Lee Miller.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah.
3: Even though she like forgot who she was, I was like, that's hilarious. Um uh, yeah. she just worked it. And God, she paints like Eureka. Mm. Like in the photo that I have, like that they're all around the race car, uh she, she looks like Eureka. Mm. Or Eureka looks like her. I don't know. But they they paint very similar and they yeah, like they keep saying, you can paint for the gods. Mm-hmm.
1: And then we got to find out that the bottom two were Sugar and Spice. And then they did a routine for their lip sync for their life. They did a routine.
2: They,
1: they knew that they knew that, sh- they, knew that did they, they were sh- lip syncing. But his thing, did Sugar fall intentionally twice? Or I was it an accident? No. Because I felt like she may have fallen because the song was about chasing people around or running after people.
3: Yeah, I don't know. But it seemed to me that she tripped on whatever she was wearing. So I actually enjoyed the lip sync for your life, but we had to say goodbye to sugar. Yeah.
1: Leaving us leaving us with spice, which all of us and anything that I've seen prefer spice over sugar anyway. What broke my heart was untucked. Where you find out that sugar and spice's life before all of this was not exactly the most pleasant thing for them.
3: No. and. Yeah, I listened to that. I watched Untucked twice and it was broke my heart. It was
1: so, so hard. And all you do, you said it in um, a previous episode, and I totally agree, all you want to do is just put your arms around them and give them a big hug.
3: Yeah. They're just so cute.
1: They are. And, you know, and there was, we either both stay or we both go, and the other girls managed to rally around them and convince them that if one of them ends up having to stay and the other one has to go, that one, the one who stays actually stays.
3: And they have a drag mother and a drag family now. And and um, they do because their real family are assholes. And you know what? They may, they're actually really lucky to have each other because if they weren't a twin, they would probably be the ones that are bullied and probably no yep. longer here anymore. Correct. Um, which makes it really sad and we have to wrap this up because we have a very special guest joining us soon and I would like to introduce them before so I don't have to cut that part up our first international first international and I may have fucked up with a time difference but I work full-time I was very tired and no one told me any different so I blame everybody else fair enough hopefully she joins us soon mm-hmm Welcome to the show, TikTok sensation, Cherry West. Drag queen
1: from Edinburgh, Scotland. Oh my God,
0: this this looks like drag race. Yes, are you excited?
3: (laughs) You're on the runway, you're on the runway. I am. I can't believe you were 16 years old, is that right? Yeah, I am. I can't believe that. And you've done all this stuff, like we were stalking you and trying to find stuff on you, and you're, like, in baby, a, a BBC, BBC article.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah were you right
3: in a boy band? Like, band? were you in I a boy was, band?
0: Like you you have yeah. stopped.
1: <laughs> from, <laughs> oh, like, 10 God. to from the age of 10 to 13, so, like, 35 seconds ago, you were yeah. in a boy band.
0: Yes, I was. What was the name of the boy band? It was called Just to Breathe. There's still a band if you want to go and search them out.
3: Okay. So, what were you doing? Were you a singer? You yeah. So
0: it was out? like it was like a um. I feel like it was like One Direction. If you, I'm assuming you know what they are. Yeah. Um. Like so it was like that. It was, it was Scotland's biggest boy band. Um. Slash Scotland's only boy band. But. Um. <laughs> yeah.
3: So you're working. I see you do like lots of gigs and stuff. Are you working full time? Yeah. Like. I've literally- I've got one tonight I'm so excited
0: Um, I'm not a first time drag queen I do it when I'm not at school
3: mm-hmm.
0: Um, I just do it whenever I get booked to be honest so book me guys <laughs>
3: <laughs> well would you so because you're only 16 I'm assuming that RuPaul's you got to be at least 18
0: yeah so in the UK you've got to be 18 I'm sure in America it's 21 but yeah um, in the UK it's 18 so I can apply it next year the end of next year which is very
3: exciting so I do think you'll need nearly... to apply. I think they'll ask you, to be honest. Probably. Well, you never know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but it, so you you'll have another like what eighteen months to two years to really two refine years, yeah. whatever it needs to be refined. Yeah. Uh, and I'm assuming your talent would be singing.
0: Yeah, so I I do sing. Um, I also I I sometimes like so lip sync, but I'm preferably a live vocalist at my shows. I do, I used to do weekly reviews um, of Drag Race UK, dra- I, I don't think I've done, I did UK versus the world, but I haven't done anything else, because I want my audience to be like UK audience based, yeah. Um. so I do UK Drag Race, um, and I get guests every week, so um, you should watch my YouTube videos. Of course,
3: <laughs> so, and I'll put, put the link. Link. Of course, I'll put the link yes, down here to
0: that. Um, I love YouTube, I think sure. like it's it's so fun, because... Obviously, because, as you said, I am under 18, so I can't get into clubs, and the only gigs that I can do are, like, 14-plus or, like, family-friendly. So social media, as you've seen, I do TikTok and stuff. It's really the way I can push my drag, like, mm-hmm. to an audience and, like, make a name for myself in some sort of way. Because um, I don't know if you watched season 15 of Race, RuPaul's Drag Race. Of course. Um, Luxor London said that drag on social media is literally a, por- a portfolio, which is, and especially for mm-hmm. young queens like myself and loads of other people that I know that do drag that are, like, bedroom queens, um it's it's literally just a way to share yourself on social media so I use YouTube TikTok Instagram Facebook Twitter everything just to uh,
1: so you're from Edinburgh right yeah okay so with your performances are you strictly just in Edinburgh itself or do you actually manage to in- get down to the north of England
0: I'm usually like whatever whatever I'm asked to be um I've got a go in Glasgow tonight which is um I don't I think it's I mean, I'm not really good at geography, but it's like not in Edinburgh. So it's like uh, yeah, the top of Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I've got to go in Glasgow tonight. I'm staying there um at the weekend because I've got a photo shoot and I'm so excited. Um so yeah, it's gonna be fun.
3: I just love your accent. I completely forgot. So I was like looking at your TikTok and I was like, Oh yeah, you're in you're in Scotland. And then I was like, Oh, you're gonna be on the podcast, you're gonna have an accent, and I was so excited. She's from Edinburgh and the way
1: that you can tell the difference between an Edinburgh accent and a Glaswegian accent is the fact that you can understand anybody from Edinburgh.
0: <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's the Glaswegian one where you just sit there and go, yeah.
0: Lawrence Cheney. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yes. Lawrence
0: Chaney. Yeah. She, you can understand her. Always
3: had subtitles. Always. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My, so, are yeah. you, like, worried that you'd get on Drag Race and they'd be like, oh, it's a TikTok queen? What they're doing to Sugar Spice um, right
0: now? I wouldn't really mind because I know that I'm going to perform and I've just been doing it for ages. So if that was to happen, then at least I'd be underrated and I can just prove myself. You know what I, mean?
3: oh, well, exactly. I love that. The confidence is just incredible in someone <laughs> of I your age. Show, okay, but I no, am I don't, no, no, I don't know. I don't get that at all. No, <laughs> no, I promise.
1: But that's what happens when you're 16 and you've got your whole life ahead of you and, you know, you haven't been... Um, What's the word I'm looking jaded by, you know, people and and life and everything. And I just love the fact that you're confident in who you are. Because mm-hmm. um, I'll tell you, when I was sixteen, I was a
0: mess. <laughs> well, I <am> a mess. <laughs>
3: yeah, but like this is the time for you to be a mess and figure out yeah. who you are. But is your family supportive?
0: Oh yeah, um, my mom and dad absolutely love it. My whole family love it. Oh, I've good. got a one woman show that I'm announcing tomorrow. Um, well, it's Friday for you, isn't
3: it? Or is it uh, it's Thursday. Th- Thursday night. Well, I'm going to do my
0: one-woman show. Um, where's, wait, I'm going to grab my phone. I'm going to show you. Because yeah, is. yeah. So, um, basically, um, this is my one-woman show. Let me show you the poster. The poster is, in my opinion, very, very cool. God, you're, 16. you're 16
1: yeah. and you'll have a one-woman show. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Didn't you have that on Insta or something? Or are you just about to announce um, that on Insta? Because you had a 10. countdown clock.
0: Yeah, so I'm about to announce- I'm so excited. Um, I've got back and dancers. I've got conf- I've got everything. I'm so excited. It's oh my god!
3: So I wish I was as together as you this say. I was just about to say, yes. Hailey, I'm looking at you, going, "This
0: is, this is, this is what grown-ups
3: ups. I, like. <laughs> <of>, I would <laughs> wait you, but you're
0: in Australia or down under, so obviously.
3: But I think it's more likely that we'll see you at our drag expos that happen in the Probably. next couple years.
0: I wish I'd love to get on a plane and come to down under. It's so cool
3: come down. Only Hailey
1: you know. and only your castle
3: look after you. We we'll look after. You. <laughs> Plus we Our know, parents, everything will be fine. We know a lot of the queens, they'll look after you. Absolutely. You can't even Absolutely. be called baby drag because you've been doing it for like longer than other people. It's just it's well, just very young.
0: I don't know because a lot of people obviously go as baby queens that haven't been doing drag for ages. I mean even though I've been doing drag for 2 years, which is not isn't that long like compared to other people. Um but I don't know, I don't feel like I am in the category of a baby queen.
3: I don't um, think you are either, yeah, but I think you so. will be placed in that category. Yeah, just because obviously of I age. am young. Yeah, yeah. But then you're going to get out there and you're
1: going to prove it to everybody that they're all wrong and you're going to be a super yeah. I reckon that's what is exactly going to happen.
3: I think well, that-, that you are going to be on RuPaul's not that you need it but I think that you know it's sort of that oh, stepping stone to. yeah and I think that you're gonna go on that and I think that everybody is gonna fall in love with you to be honest oh guys I really that's what to, I think
0: honestly, I've, I've got my full drag race journey planned I mean it probably won't go to how I plan but I've got my entrance look I've got my entrance line I've got so um, cute. my finale outfit I'm I'm ready for that call <laughs> <laughs> is there any drag that we
1: would know of that has inspired Terry west
0: yes um davina decampo mm-hmm. a uk legend Um, so i was at, i was invited to a drag show um from this event company and agent company that was like looking into me Um so i was invited to like go and film stuff with the queens and tech- so it was um it was called something that versus the world i think it was called uk season three versus the world yeah so they had like scarlet harlot treats to me and stuff like that um so I went and Jujubee was there so it was really crazy because obviously I've watched all these queens for ages on Drag Race and I'm getting to work with them and like film videos with them for free and I was like mm-hmm. that's crazy so Scarlet Harlot gave me a lot of advice and um, so I see her more as like like a mentor like mm-hmm. um, and she even bought me a McDonald's which uh, that's a memorable moment for me <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: but yeah that's so cute.
0: I, I I love it I,
1: I've been addicted to, and I know that the episode has just filmed, I've been addicted to watching the Vivian ice skate.
0: Dancing on ice, the Vivian. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I saw share. it. I she
1: saw it.
0: The share Vivian. number, I saw it. I met Vivian at DragCon UK and I was like shocked. She is such a big inspiration for so many people, like young queens, so many people I remember when I was speaking to Scarlett she did say that Vivian's a big inspiration to her because of mm-hmm. Her character, like for Snatch Game, Vivian blows Snatch Game away every single time. Her on mm-hmm. all winners season, like she's just incredible. And her husband does wigs as well, and he's so good at wigs. So they're literally just like a big family of talent, and it's I'm so jealous. <laughs>
1: yeah, the problem is, is with the the Vivian. She ran into the juggernaut that was Jinx Monsoon. Mm-hmm. That was that was the well,
2: problem.
1: Well, ah. but I thought her Patsy. And her Nana, because Nana is one of my favourite characters. Oh my Catherine god. I was so excited
0: when Vivian did it.
1: I so you obviously watch RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> um and you obviously are obsessed with UK. Um I did you fans. watch Down Under at all?
0: Um I did lots of people had mixed opinions. I was obsessed with season one. I was obsessed with Kit Amin. I think that's how you say it. Mm-hmm. Um and I met Maxie Shield at DragCon, which is iconic. Um, down under season two, um, I really liked that as well. I think that was way better than season one. Um, mm-hmm. and the queens, were, I think it was just like a better vibe, if that makes yeah. sense.
3: I tell and you what, was Beverly,
0: really well. we
3: met Beverly. Kills Beverly, and oh my god, Beverly's she, so hot. <laughs> she is amazing. She is so skinny.
1: And yeah. tall
3: and she mm-hmm. was the nicest queen. Like she remembered us the second day and she had a little chat. She was mm-hmm. absolutely gorgeous. I love Beverly Kills. Yep. I love her. Yep. And um, we went we met, um, we obviously met
1: Maxie Shield because she was there yeah. as well. Oh, I love um, Maxi Ah. Oh, so cause Dragon was only like last week or the week before, right? Um, yeah, I think it was, it was,
0: I think it was yeah. maybe three weeks ago, I can not remember. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. um yeah, and we all. also, we also met Molly Poppins
0: as well. Oh my God, I love her. Yeah. I love her. Was she on Drag Race at the time or was it before?
1: Uh, oh, so, um, season two had premiered the week before. Oh right, oh, that's so, And so we met Aubrey Have, uh, the day, uh, so she when. She got eliminated.
3: So to, The day she got eliminated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we I, went I, home we went home and I, then I, watched
1: it and then she got eliminated. Yeah. I said
3: to her, because we met her on the second day, I said, You were robbed. And she's like, Don't tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I
3: wanna I wanna get um Cherry West just used to I've been practicing this all day ready. Okay. Oh God. Cherry West, your performance in the challenge popped. And your runway is heading north. Congratulations. You are the winner of this week's challenge. See? You ready? Ready? Practice all day. You're a bad <laughs> <than Texas Hotel. laughs> Oh, I watched that, that <laughs> yesterday. <laughs>
1: I did. It's so cringy.
0: It's so cringy. God lover. Oh, no. God lover. I really want to come to Australia. Is it Australia or is it down under? Because Australia is only obviously Australia. like one
2: part.
3: No, Australia uh, is the country. Oh. Yeah, it's just because we're underneath the uh, the equator. Equator. If right, that makes okay. sense. When you're 18, you want to come. And you're going to come to Drag Expo in Sydney and you're going to come to Drag Expo yeah. in Melbourne because they're going to pay for you to come. I feel it. I feel like you do your RuPaul's well, and I hope you're going so. to do your tours and then you're going to come and we're going to meet you and it's going to be all hunky-dory. I'm manifesting this for you. This is what's going to happen. I
0: really hope so. No, I would, I would be blown away if I can come to Down Under. Like, how crazy is that?
3: I think, um, you, I think you'll go it, everywhere. I think you're really talented. I think... Like, I love all your little TikToks. We're not, you know, we're not great on the social media. We're getting better. One of the questions that I
1: have for you is you're obviously at school and you're doing the right thing. You're getting an education because, you know, you may not, you know, because
3: you can be smart and pretty. Have that crown. But you can be smart and pretty.
1: Yes. But you can be smart (laughs) and pretty. And that's the important thing, right? So is there, (laughs) you said life after drag. No. Is there, is, is drag what you want to do full time or is there an educational
0: pursuit um I want to be a lawyer. and no, I'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> um no I think dev I mean I might not do drag my whole life but I think performing musical theater Broadway West End pantomimes that's I want to that's what I want to do um I've always dreamed of being in a pantomime since I was younger and mm-hmm. there's a big theater in Edinburgh called the Festival Theater in Edinburgh um, and I actually got a backstage tour a couple of weeks ago. So I got to see the full set of like the pantomime. And that was just like my dream. So I think that's what I really want to do. If drag doesn't work out, I'm going to be a clone in a pantomime. <laughs> Why not? Why
3: not? Yeah. That's good
0: enough.
3: Well, I want to thank you for coming on. I know you're busy and I know you're you're, you're busy working queen at 16 um and thank you for making the time I know I screwed up the time difference I'm sorry I work a lot and yes no one no one told me any different and I was like why wouldn't you guys tell me that I was getting the math wrong and I was so annoyed (laughs) with myself and you messaged me and I was just getting ready for work because I work at like you know three o'clock in the morning um so yeah so I'm very sorry and I loved having you You on I was so excited
1: and we would love to have
3: you on again
1: of course yeah definitely uh, and uh, definitely in the drag, and ho- but we want to <laughs> yeah. thank you so much for coming on. You are more than welcome. No, thanks welcome. To welcome. Me. Honestly, I love speaking to you. Welcome to oh. the drag me out family.
3: Ah yes, <laughs> I'm finally for <of> <laughs> Thanks, Cherry. Thank you, Cherry West. You everybody. Yeah.
1: Oh, so cute. So cute. Such You're a so sweetheart. Cute. Okie okay, dokie. Okay. All right. So we've got the local. This is a big local drag show one, bigger than normal. Thing you stop yawning? I don't have to. I didn't yawn in the mic. <laughs> ah, true. Okay. So the local drag shows for Sydney. So we've got Cabaret Lequeer's All That Fosse for World Pride Sydney, 6 pm on the 23rd of February at the Vanguard in Newtown. Poof Doof Drag Brunch at the Coogee Pavilion, February. Um, 18th and 25th. I forgot to put the date in. Sorry. Um, and the 4th of March with Dominic Top, also featuring Callan Klein, Dammit Janet, Far Enough, and Can't Afford, with special guest Ruby Slippers on the 18th of February. Bookings are essential. Uh, Charismatic for is doing a Sydney World Pride tour. 23rd of February at Cl- Club York. 4th of March at the Vanguard and the 11th of March at Berrimer Vault House in Berrima. and we have Opera Up Late which is actually hosted by Reuben Kay, who I saw on an episode of Spix and Specs who was hysterical uh, that's at the Sydney Opera House it is only for one hour I checked it today um, on the 18th of February uh, from 11 to 11 59 pm uh, at uh the Oxford we have Slayers on Saturdays with Maxi Shield and Gabe Woods shows are at 8 and 9 p.m. We have Drink and Draw with a Drag Queen with the fabulous Wonder Mama, a World Pride event on the 18th of February at Parramatta. We, she also has show uh, the Drink and Draw on the 24th of February at Rose, the 3rd of March at Drummond, the 4th of March at Parramatta, which is also a World Pride event the uh, 31st of March at Rhodes, and the 22nd of April at Drumoin. We have also Kath and Kim at Drag Bingo with Prada Clutch and Conchita Grande, the 3rd of April uh, – sorry, the 3rd of February at Penrith Panthers, yeah. the 11th of March at DY RSL Club, the 22nd of April at North Camaray, and the 29th of April at Wenty Leagues. And the drag shows for Melbourne are Flamingo Bingo Night at Loewe, marabin on the third of March with Tyranny and Avana Kebab. Doors open at 7 p.m. and the balls drop at 8 p.m. We have Wingo Bingo on the 8th of February, hosted by Gloss, 7 to 9 p.m. at Beast CBD, 231 Swanston Street in Melbourne. And we also have Dragged to Bingo at Morno on the 8th of February, 7 to 9:30 p.m. 53 Barclay Street, Mornington Peninsula, hosted by Donna. De- Dutch me.
3: Dutch me. Dutch me.
1: Don't touch me. Donna Dutch me. Donna Dutch me. So we just want to thank everybody for listening and watching. Don't forget to hit like and subscribe on YouTube. Follow us. Don't forget to listen to us and follow us and watch us and do all of that. And if you want to recommend a movie, if you are a drag artist who would like to come on. To actually have a chat with us and let us know who you are and let the world know who you are. Don't forget to hit us up on our DMs on Insta at Drag Me Out Official. And we also now have a Facebook page, Drag Me Out Official Facebook page. We'd like you to follow us on the Far Chain book as well. Thank you once again. Thank and you. And we will see you next week. Thank you. Thank you. Choices. Choices. Ta ta. Bye bye. Bye. Bye.